0: Welcome back, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Um, It's always an honor when I look and see how many people have listened to the uh, podcast. Today, I want to just get away from the uh, last couple of podcasts and tell you about my experience in the world of superstars and Hollywood people Um, way back when... Let's see, I must have been in my, gosh, I must have been in my mid-20s. My wife, my girlfriend at the time, worked at a hotel in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. She worked at a place called, um, oh gosh, what was the name of that place? Golly, I can't believe I can't remember it. But anyway, it was an all-suites hotel, and they had a... uh, an arrangement with the local comedy club down the down the street, and uh, their their comedians would come and stay at the hotel, and uh, then my wife and I would sometimes go to the to the uh, comedy zone and watch these comedians, these new guys coming up. And uh, there was one in particular um, who was pretty funny, and we happened to live in the apartments just a uh, probably two blocks from the. Uh, hotel and um my wife called me and she said uh you got to come meet this guy he's really funny he's super funny you're, you're gonna like him a lot he's, he's from georgia and i said okay because we'd gone to a lot of comedy comedy clubs or not really clubs but we went to a lot of the um, the uh, watched a lot of comedians i should say uh we only went to one and it was the one that they had the uh Arrangement with, and so all we had to do was order a drink, and uh, we could get him for free. So we went quite a bit because it was not a whole lot to do, and we were young. And uh, so she called me one day and she said, You got to come over and meet this guy, he's super funny. He's, you know, he's just got a great sense of humor, and uh, you got to come meet him. So I made my way over to the hotel and I sat down in the lobby. and My wife said, He's up in his room, he'll be down in just a second. So I waited, waited. I'm talking to her at the lobby, and up behind me comes walking this guy he was you know thin about five eleven, maybe on uh with his cowboy boots on which were rattlesnakes uh boots and he had a little little boy with him a little two-year-old maybe toddling around with him and uh and he had a wife with him and i turned around and i said hey my wife says you're pretty funny i gotta come meet you and he goes well i appreciate that thank you uh he said uh i said my name's dan he said Oh, my name's Jeff. Nice to meet you. I'm Jeff Foxworthy, and I said okay. And I said, well, my wife says you're pretty darn funny. He said, oh, I appreciate it. And he had a real good Southern accent, and he poured that on. And uh, he said, are you going to come to the show tonight? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I am. And I said, my wife, are, my wife and I are both going to come. Well, my girlfriend at the time. And um, he said, good, good. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll meet you over there then. I said, okay, great. So. My wife and I got ready, and we got dressed, and we drove down the road. wasn't too far from the apartments either. It seemed like everything was right there in the Bay Meadows area, and um, we drove down the street, and there was a comedy place down there, and I can't for the life of me remember the name of it, but um, um, anyway, we got there, and he was sitting at the bar drinking some kind of liquor, and uh, so I sat down next to him, and we got talking, and everything, and <laughs> he introduced me to the bartender, and we talked for a little while, and he told me he was from Atlanta, Georgia, and, you know, he um been doing comedy for for a while, you know, and uh, like so many other comedians, hadn't really made it yet, but they were hitting the circuit, you know, hitting all the little comedy uh, places, and uh, so anyway, he said, I got to go up in about, you know, five minutes. I better head on backstage, so he had backstage, and my wife and I found a seat right up front, and uh, we we're sitting there, and he was funny. I mean, he was really, really funny. He talked about a lot of things he, uh, growing up in a redneck town and talked about rednecks and things like that. And, and honestly, it was almost like he was talking about where I was from, which was Baker County. And um, so afterwards, you know, I, uh, I came and met him at the bar again, and, and he laughed and he said, You know, you're a good laugher. I said, do what? He said, you're a really good laugher. I said, well, my wife kept getting on to me for laughing too much. she goes, no, 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 no. I love it when people laugh. He said, you made me laugh. I got up here. I got tickled just listening to you laughing. <laughs> I said, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, get you off your game. He said, oh, you didn't get me off my game. He said, you are just funny. He said, I want you at all my shows. You're a great laugher. And uh, I said, well, thank you. I said, but you're really funny. He said, "Yeah, you think?" And I said, "Absolutely, yeah." I said, "You're you're pretty good. You, you probably do well in this in this field." He said, well, "I appreciate it. I appreciate it." So, this went on a couple of times. I guess maybe two or three times after that, he'd come through and do the circuit, and um, I don't even remember how long it was. But one day. Uh, My wife calls me up and she said, hey, Jeff's over here and he's asking about you. Once you come over, he's got something he wants to tell you. And I said, all right. So I came over and there was Jeff. And, you know, back then he he drove a black Pathfinder, like a Nissan Pathfinder. And um, it was, uh, I guess his son must have been, he didn't come with him that time and his wife didn't either. But anyway... Um, I get over there, and he's in the lobby, and he's like, Hey, Dan, come here, come here, come here, you got to hear this, you got to hear this. And I'm like, what is it, what is it? My wife says "You got some new material, let me hear it. He goes, this is brand new stuff here, you're going to love this, you're going to love this. He said, you might be a redneck if... And then he continued on, <clears throat> well, I almost had to pick myself up off the floor. Honestly, I was laughing so hard. He was laughing at me, and... <laughs> The more he said, the more I laughed, and my wife kept looking over at us, you know, like, you're being too loud, you're being too loud, you know. And um, we laughed and laughed, and oh my God, I laughed till I almost wet my pants. And um, he said, that's some good stuff right there. I said, man, that's really, really good. He said, I'm gonna try it out tonight. And I said, that's awesome. I said, I'm coming to see you. So of course I get there, and he's got a place up front for us and everything. And, and uh, he uh, he comes, comes to me just before he goes up on stage. He said, he said, I'm already getting, he said, I'm already getting tickled thinking about you laughing, and I said, I'm sorry, I'll leave if you want me to, and he goes, no, 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 don't leave, don't leave, stay, stick around, stick around, he said, I love to hear you laugh, and I was like, well, okay, that's pretty cool, so he did his little thing, and I mean, oh my god, it was a, uh, it was an instant hit, and I was just blown away at how funny this guy was, you know, and, um, Next thing I know, uh, he's doing an HBO special, and I don't think he would remember me from Adam's house cat, but I did know him back in the day when he was, you know, just a comedian moving around from place to place, and um, I feel pretty honored, you know, Um, maybe one day I'll meet him again, and he might jog his memory a little bit, I don't know, he's pretty famous right now, and got a lot of memories between then and now. And I'm 54 and I was back in my mid-20s probably 24 25 maybe I was young so it's been a little while so if he didn't remember it it'd be okay but uh, years later I never got to meet him again or talk to him again but years later <clears throat> when I was nursing um, i uh, I got um, I was working at the prison I told you that story before about working at the prison and the inmate that anyway um I was working at the prison, had a friend of mine named Dina. Uh, she was a nurse, she'd been a nurse for a long long time. And uh she uh, she told me about working on movie sets as a as a uh as an they call them set medics, but she was a set nurse. <clears throat> basically they just uh they they somebody gets hurt, or they, you know, cut their finger or something, you know, you, you kind of bandage them up, it's it's really an easy gig, pays a lot of money, and you get, you know, you get around a bunch of stars, anyway, she was in the movie with John Travolta, got to meet him, she said he was a really nice guy, and she's on a couple of other movies, and got to meet Halle Berry, and, and she was telling me stories about everything, because she was my supervisor, or, well, I don't know if she's my supervisor, but anyway, <clears throat> she was an RN, and I was just an LPN, and, uh, she said, uh, yeah, I had all this fun. It was great. And it was, you know, got to do a lot and see a lot and meet a lot of people and everything. And, and uh, so one day she, um, I come into work and she said, um, I know you only work the weekends because I did Saturdays and Sundays, 16 hours. And I was pretty much a contract nurse at that time. I wasn't like full-time. And um, she said, would you like to be in, a, would you like to be a movie uh, nurse or a set, set medic? And I said, I don't, I don't really know how to do that. She thought it was real easy. She said, um, I've got uh, one of the, uh, one of the directors called me and asked me if I was interested in a gig down in Gainesville and I said wow really and she said yeah I can't do it because I'm here full-time <clears throat> and she said but I thought about you and I said sure absolutely I'd love to do it you know and so she said okay I'll give you the contact." she gave me the contact and I called this lady and she said yeah your friend recommended you you know you come highly recommended and all this here." and um I said, okay, I, I didn't want to sound like a newbie, you know, but I was. And so I had to tell her, look, I've never done this before, but, you know, I'm, I've been a nurse for a while, been a nurse long enough that, you know, I feel pretty confident if something were to happen, I could probably take care of people. And so uh, I had some supplies and things like that that I'd uh, rounded up and, and uh, she said, well, just show up on the set. Uh, we start shooting such and such day at 5 a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, good God, 5 a.m. in the morning. That's a long ways. And I was living in Georgia at the time. Gainesville was even further away from the prison. Gainesville was probably 35, 40 minutes from the prison. So I had to drive even further. And then they were shooting in a uh, in Payne's Prairie, and that was even further south of Gainesville, probably another 20 miles south of Gainesville. So I had a I had a uh, early early morning uh, ride over there. And so I get there, and um, I see all the trucks and the, and the lights and everything, because it's still dark, it's like, o oh, dark 30. And um, there's these big trucks, and there's, you know, uh, like, 18-wheelers, and um, everything's kind of hauled in on 18-wheelers, and there's uh, tents set up all around, like, big, like, like huge tents. Like, you know, 100 people could sit underneath. And, um, and it was all brand new to me. It kind of looked like the fair. You know, but it was all just a movie set, and um, so I get there and I'm talking to the, the the lady in the in the in the big trailer, and um, she's the director, and then the uh, cameraman and some other big wigs were in there. <clears throat> so they said, "Well, we're going on a on a on our first shoot this morning. It's a it's a night scene, but they do night scenes actually early in the morning." And I said, sure, well let's go. So I went and got in the back of the van and um, they were filming so I could be out of the way of filming, but but they were filming inside the van. And uh, it was my first experience of ever being on a movie set. And um, there was Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I was like, wow, Paul Giamatti, that's just bizarre. You know, I mean, he's he, he's kind of a famous actor. He's been in like 40 something films, but he's never really been the star of anything, you know? And um, there was this other actor over there, a young guy, and uh, I wasn't real impressed with him. Um, tells you how impressed with him I was—I don't remember his name. He, he stayed high most of the time. He and his crackhead girlfriend—they uh, they both stayed high all the time on the set. In fact, <laughs> hell, everybody on the set was high. Especially the the—they uh, the, um, called them electricians, but they were the lighting guys. They were really cool, but um, <laughs> they all smoked marijuana in the back of the truck, and and um, they were nice, but. It was pretty much a drug culture there and um so anyway i i get to know everybody and one morning i show up and of course they have breakfast they have like a almost like a made to order kind of thing uh where there's they got this this uh roach coach and um you just kind of go up to it and you tell them what you want and they make it for you they serve food all day long and um I made really, really good money. I can't believe they paid somebody to sit around. So I just sat around mostly, but I got bored sometimes, and so I'd walk around the set and try to stay out of the way of the, the camera because um, you only do that one time, and then they embarrass the crap out of you. And you wear a radio. I had an ear, earpiece in. I had a radio, so I always had a list for, you know, medic. We need a medic over here. You know, something might happen or whatever because people did silly things cut themselves with razors and stuff because they use razors to... They got a lot of utility belts and things like that. The electrician guys doing so they're they're wiring things and doing stuff. Anyway, nobody ever really got badly hurt. If they did, we'd have called 911 had them transported out. But um, one morning, I'm sitting at the breakfast table, and Paul Giamatti walks over and he sits down in front of me. And he's you know he's very nice. He was you know very cordial. Good morning. How are you? I said I'm good. And I said I'm Dan. He goes I'm Paul. And he said but you probably already know that. And I said yeah I do. And uh, so we got to talk and everything. And um, I said, uh, I said, I've seen you in a lot of things, but I can't think of anything right off the bat. And and, uh, he said, oh, yeah. He said, my last movie, um, I played an orangutan. And I said, orangutan? He said, yeah, I was in Planet of the Apes with uh, Marky Mark. And I'm like, get out of here. That was you? You were the orangutan? I said, you were actually my favorite character in the whole darn movie. I said I, I, love the part where you, you know, said, "All right, kids, who wants some aspirin?" You know, and and the way he did it, it was, his voice was pretty unique. And anyway, um, we kind of hit it off, and we talked for golly a long time. He's a nice guy, super super nice guy. I think he was living in Connecticut at the time, and um, his dad, I think he said his dad used to be or was the president of the baseball something. Anyway, his dad was some bigwig, and of course, he was a graduate of Harvard, I think. I think it was Harvard, Harvard or Princeton, one of the Ivy Leagues he was telling me about. He didn't. He wasn't bragging, he was just, you know, telling me. Um, he uh, told me about some of the movies he'd done and everything, and so um, towards, the, towards the end of the movie, uh, well, I'll tell you this kind of funny story. It's kind of embarrassing, but I'll tell you anyway. Um... <laughs> we were shooting we were we were outside doing a um uh, out outdoor shoot and uh, one of the scenes and it was uh well the movie was called the the hawk is dying it was uh based on a writer out of Gainesville and so they filmed it in Gainesville and um um there was a scene where um Paul Giamatti sitting under a tree and he's talking to his his um, his brother who has special needs in the movie and um they're talking and and I'm trying my best to stay out of the camera's way. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And um I'm I'm walking and I'm really I'm far away. I mean, I'm like a football length away from where they're filming, but apparently I got in the shot. And so I'm walking along and I hear this, "Who the hell is that motherfucker?" <laughs> walking through my scene, and I was looking around for the dumb guy who was walking in the scene, and I'm looking around, and somebody yells over at me, and they said, hey, you know, and I look around, and I'm surely, I'm thinking to myself, surely it's not me, oh, 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 contraire, (laughs) I, uh, I turn around, and one of the guys says, I hear, it's the nurse, it's the nurse, he's in the scene, well, get him out of my goddamn scene, (laughs) I'm sorry. If cussing offends you, I apologize. I don't, I don't usually do that, but that was what they said. It was just kind of funny. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of this field and I turn around, and I look and I start walking that way. And somebody says, no, don't walk that way. Walk the other way. So I turn around that way. And then this is all coming over the radio, right? Then I hear somebody else saying, no, 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 you're still, <laughs> just, just go. And so I just start running towards people that are way off in the distance. Cause I know they're not in the scene. Anyway, it was really embarrassing. And, uh, so they ribbed me about that for, for quite a while. And, and, uh, Paul Giamatti got on to me about it later. Not really got on to me. He was just kind of ribbing me. And he's like, uh, he said, so you're trying to break into show business or something like that. Anyway, it was kind of funny, but a uh, super nice guy. Uh, very, very intelligent. Um, just, uh, oh, and I met the, the, it was a guy there named Tony and they, and he had a Hawk. Now the Hawk was in the, um, <clears throat> oh, the movie with, um where the guy uh geez vigo morganston i think is his name he um he was in a movie where he goes over to saudi arabia and he's in a race across the desert they call it the uh, ocean of fire anyway he's got a hawk in there with him well that was a hawk that was on the movie with him and uh I got my picture taken with the hawk and got to hold the hawk on my arm and everything. Well, there was a guy there and he was really cool and hip and young and he was from California and he was a hawk trainer and his name was Tony, so he got the nickname Tony the Hawk. And um, <clears throat> of course, my nickname on the set was Doc. I don't know why, I'm not a doctor. But anyway, uh, Paul was really nice. He was a super nice guy. Um, there was a girl that was also there. Um, she was young and she was blonde and she was very, very quiet. And she came out of her trailer one day, and uh, she happened to be walking by me. And I said good morning to her, and she said good morning. And, um, and I said I don't think I've, I don't think I know who you are. And she said, well, my name's Michelle, and uh, and I can't think of her last name. But she was married to Heath Ledger. Anyway, she was really sweet too. Um, I didn't get my picture taken with her. I don't know why. Um, and then there was another guy on there that was on a movie with um, John Travolta, Face Off. He was the black guy who was his partner, and I can't think of his name, but I did get a picture with him. Super nice guy, too. Just really, really nice. Anyway, um, towards the end of the movie, back to that now. Towards the end of the movie, we uh, were doing one of the final scenes, and um, uh, Paul Giamatti has this hawk he's walking around with, and and there's a long story to it. You can look it up online, but um, there's a scene where... Uh, Paul's walking down the street and I'm hiding I am as the nurse as set medic I'm, I'm hiding in, inside of a restaurant and um, I hear over the radio um, the director says hey uh, nurse and I'm like yeah he said uh, you want to be in this last shot and I'm like yeah sure what the heck you know and um, he said okay so this lady runs over to me and she's got a clipboard and she makes me sign here and sign there and then somebody comes over and they you know um put makeup on my face and everything and I was I was kind of freaking out because it was what an opportunity I mean this is just crazy and um so he says this is what I want you to do I want you to walk out of the uh, restaurant just as Paul Giamatti's come by, and you're gonna just about run into him with this hawk and I want you to just act really really surprised and I said okay sure and so um I was super excited because I mean that that was a big deal for me and uh so I hear the radio and they're like, Okay, rolling sound and you hear somebody else repeat, rolling sound, you know, and then the then the sound people be like, Quiet on the set, quiet on the set, you know, and, and then they're like, and action. And uh so here's Paul Giamatti walking by. I can see him through the window of the restaurant. He walks by and I get to the door and somebody opens the door for me and I just walk right out and I literally almost walk dead into Paul Giamatti. I mean I am opposite Paul Giamatti. And um It was just really, really, really cool, and I, you know, I throw my hands up in the air like, what the heck, you know, and and he he looks at me like I'm crazy, and he starts walking down the street, you know, and and, um, I just turn and walk the other way, and anyway, that was my claim to fame on that movie. There was one other movie, too, Um, Who's Your Monkey is the name of this one, Um, and it was super funny. It was a comedy, which I like comedy anyway. Um... Uh, I got a call from the producer or from the director or somebody in there. Anyway, they called me and they said, Hey, we're doing another movie in Jacksonville. Would you, would you be interested? We, you know, we liked you and you, you know, you did really well. And I said, sure, I'd love to. Um, so there was another movie in Jacksonville and, um, the, the actor in that one, uh, basically the premise was that, um these high these well not high school they were they were young kids they grew up together in a neighborhood and um they were all grown up now one of them's a doctor and um one of them's kind of a loser like he always has been and the other one's kind of the jokester the prankster kind of thing anyway it had a it had a big cast in there um if you saw Brokeback mountain um there was a guy that played the husband of uh, michelle the the same girl that was on the other film she was in that one also. Um, She played his wife. Um, Anyway, she played the wife, actually, I believe, of Heath Ledger, which um, ironically she was. But um, anyway, the redheaded guy, he was in there. Um, He's kind of quiet, doesn't say much. He was also in Flight of the Phoenix. um, And I cannot... stupid, I can't remember his name, Uh, and then the other guy, there was another guy in there, and he was also redheaded, and he was on ER for years, he was uh, also in Robin Hood, the movie with, um, oh, the actor from Down Under, um, geez, I'm sure you are probably getting tired of me saying I can't remember, um, Anyway, he was a real nice guy. Uh, he was in there. Then they had this really tall guy in there. He must have been six foot six, huge tall guy. He was in the X-Men. He played the guy who was really really muscle bound, and um, I think he put his fist inside of a tank, and then the tank exploded or something. Anyway, um, super nice guy, off the chain funny. And then the funniest one there, the funniest one was Dom DeLuise's son, uh, Michael DeLuise. He was in 21 Jump Street when they did a remake of it, and, uh, uh, actually not a remake, I'm sorry, he was with Johnny Depp in 21 Jump Street, so, anyway, super funny, just like his dad, always cutting jokes, always making, you know, jokes, it was so much, it was really fun being on the set with them, um, but, um, they had a ringer, and the ringer was, um, um, Paul, no, Wayne Knight, Wayne Knight from, uh, I'm so sorry. Um, Seinfeld, Newman, Newman, you know, Newman, if you've ever seen Seinfeld. Well, anyway, Wayne Knight was on there. And um, <clears throat> he plays this uh, sheriff's deputy who stops the car with um, the dead guy in there. And there's a monkey in there, really, a real monkey. <laughs> and the monkey goes crazy. Anyway, the whole thing is about trying to bury this dead guy who's six foot six. He's huge. And. Um, he was super nice guy too but uh, Wayne Knight was very very smart he's very visceral if you ever speak to him um he um he was a little disappointed in the way things went with Seinfeld um and he'd lost a lot of weight and then he gained it all back and I asked him I said you know um why'd you lose all the weight and he said well I lost all the weight because I was trying to get you know trying to do more roles and he said I'd been typecast on on um you know, Jurassic Park, and then um, with Seinfeld. And he said, um, you know, I, I lost a lot of weight. And he said, and I couldn't get a role. He said my, uh, my um, whoever his manager called him and said, you got to gain your weight back. They want they want the Newman back, you know, they want that, that person. And so he said, I gained all the weight back. And he said, then I started getting rolls again. <clears throat> and I said, well, I've always enjoyed you on um, Seinfeld. And uh, that was kind of a sore spot for him. So I probably shouldn't have said anything, but I didn't know it at the time. But a uh, super nice guy, um, very, very nice, not not uh, self-imported acting or anything like that. Um, and then I met a guy on the first movie, his name was Daniel, super nice kid, young boy from University of Florida, I graduate from their film school. And uh, he was what they call a production assistant, a PA. And uh, <clears throat> he, um, he got hooked up in the right direction. He left the film we were on in Gainesville and uh he called me one day and he goes, Hey, guess where I am? I said, Where? And he said, I'm in New York. And I said, Oh man, what what movie are you doing? He goes, They're doing this movie with Tom Cruise. It's called War of the Worlds. I said, No way. And he goes, Yeah. He said, Um, I'm assigned to to Tom to take take him back and forth from the hotel to the set. And I said, No way He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, way. So anyway, um I didn't hear from Daniel for a while and then one day, out of the blue, he calls me and um he says, uh, hey, man, what you doing? I said, I'm, I'm heading home. I was working. I was I, I think I was in Georgia and I was heading home. But anyway, he said, guess where I am now? And I said, man, I have no clue. What are you across the, the other side of the planet or something? And he's like, no, 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 no. He said, uh, I'm in Miami, Florida. I said, what are y'all? What movie are you making down there? And he said, well, they're, they're doing a remake of Miami Vice. I said, no way. He said, oh, yeah. And he said, guess who's in the car with me? And I said, who? He said, Jamie Foxx. I said, you're lying. Jamie Foxx is not in the car with you. He said, I swear to God he is. He said, you want to talk to him? And I said, yeah, let me talk to Jamie Foxx. Not really thinking Jamie Foxx was really in the car. And so I hear, I hear the phone and this guy says, hello, who is this? I said, this is Dan Hartley. Who is this? He said, Jamie Foxx. I said, seriously, I said, who is it? And he said, motherfucker, this is Jamie Foxx. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> and I laughed I said no way this is Jamie Foxx I said man I love you I said you're like one of my favorite characters when you do the old wicked Wanda and everything you know and and uh, he said oh man I appreciate you, appreciate you so you're friends with Danny with Daniel and I said yeah I'm friends with him he said that's that's cool man he's cool he's good cool. he's, cool. he's a cool guy he's a cool guy and he talked really fast you know it just it was he was just funny but he I could tell that he was probably tired He was ready to go you know get away from the set or something because he was kind of fast he said uh yeah, 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 listen, listen. good talk to you, man, good talk to you, man, let me, let me give it back to Daniel, and so, Daniel's like, I told you Jamie Foxx was in the car with me, I'm like, no way, I can't believe I just talked to Jamie Foxx, anyway, it was just kind of cool, that was, uh, that was my claim to fame, that was it, that was my, my, uh, 15 minutes of fame, so, that wraps it up, um, so you never know. Just just to let you know, you never know where life's gonna lead you. I would have never guessed in a million years that I would have uh, been able to do that. But anyway, we'll talk more later at the next uh, next uh, podcast. But thanks for listening. I appreciate it. You guys be blessed, and I'll I'll see you on the other side.